0: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadale and Mario Hines brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadale joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holiday season, Chris. How are you feeling, brother? Great, thank you for asking, <laughs> uh, and, and happy holidays to all the listeners out there. We hope you had the best with uh, with you and yours, regardless of uh, you know what holiday it is you celebrate. We hope it was a, a pleasant one. Yeah, we hope so. Really, you seemed less confident. You seemed like you didn't care as much. <laughs> it's but, just yeah. because
1: like it's a spectrum, and if folks didn't, it's also okay because it's a tough time. <laughs> How was your Christmas? Christmas this year was pretty good. We uh in the great state of Michigan, we got great some state snow. Of
0: Michigan, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Michigan, yep. All of our Ohio listeners, sorry for that, but not sorry. It was uh, it was cold. We got snow. Sorry, but... you're in Ohio. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. They love it. They love it. They own it. Um, Ohioans, I know you own it. It was cool though. It was cool. Uh, my son, who's soon to be three years old, that's was crazy. just enough with it to like enjoy it, but not at the age where like the unwrapping part is cool. Like mm-hmm. that's like whatever. Like sure, I'm excited because I feel excitement around mm-hmm. me, but the thing inside is better. And why do you keep stopping me from playing with the thing inside to right. unwrapped again? So uh, it was fun though
0: to see that. Well, as you know. I have uh, had my run-ins with my brother. Oh has, man, I thought you were going to say the law. <laughs> that I've been okay with, but uh, <laughs> haven't haven't been in the back of a police car since a uh, since a uh, mischief <laughs> night as a teenager. But that is okay. Yeah. Um, many, 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 many years ago. Uh but had my run-ins with my brother over the my lifetime. And he has, a, he has a child who is you know, about a year and a half older than yours. And I, was, I asked, hey, what do you guys think you should, what we should get you for Christmas? And he's like, ah, oh, you should get him. He wants, he wants Nerf guns. I'm apprehensive in, mm-hmm. immediately because I don't know about the idea of getting a, a four-year-old Nerf guns. But at the same time, not my child. He presented <laughs> a unique opportunity for me, Mario. I decided that I was going to ruin their life with the amount of Nerf guns that I was going to purchase. (laughs) So I bought them five guns, a sniper rifle, a bow and arrow, and another big one. And when we received them, I realized that some of these were for ages 14 and up. Ah, That is a good decade older than this child is. Solid. Um, and this story apropos uh, the holidays, what all of that, uh, this is not going to be what the episode is, for the record. I will tell you, everyone that's listening, we have uh, a ton going on this week. Crazy week 17 in the National Football League. Crazy week of bowl games. I've got all of the lines open at com in front of me. We're going to talk about those in just a minute. But, <laughs> but I got this, and I didn't even know these things exist, dude. Uh, we get these things, and they're not, they're not the little darts. Like The darts, I can imagine, being enough of a pain in the butt, right? Right. These things are basically are basically the size of paintballs. But they're they're little Nerf little Nerf pellets. So I can't really hurt anybody, but right. they're going to be a nuisance, let me tell you that. I <laughs> I, I was I told the story to somebody else and they're like, "Oh yeah, well did you did you get them how many rounds did you get them?" And I was like, um, "That sir is the malicious part." <laughs> <laughs> I bought of these little Nerf pellets, a package of (laughs) 20,000. And they- I don't even know, is this like Black Market? I didn't even know they had 20,000 rounds. It's crazy how they come too, because they come dehydrated. And you put them in water and let them dry out. And that's how, it's it's actually, the packet's not even that big. Oh, wow. This is tech. Yeah, but these things will, never be fully cleaned up it's just going to be literally impossible to have them fully cleaned up so they will they will decorate his apartment for years to come and i mm. couldn't be happier about this i feel like i've you did it you did I, the right i've thing. achieved a goal you did the right thing yeah well i don't i don't how do you feel about like at what point would you get your kid guns never
1: they feel it's weird, right? Here's a, okay, different landscape than out. So I'm, I'm I'm completely removing my pers- my own personal childhood because uh. Nerf guns, whatever, regular, whatever, you know. Yeah. So I think the caveat to my never, which removes the word never, is that if it somehow becomes so socially in vogue, whether it be mm-hmm. in the small social circle we live in or whatever, then if he's the only kid in the neighborhood or the only kid in school and he's just an amazingly well thought out young man and whatever, Mm. all that stupid stuff, then possibly, possibly. But like, otherwise, like no matter how, not like how um, safe the actual product is, as far as not harming anyone physically, it's just weird to like, like get the gun thing, aim and shoot
0: thing going. Well, and I imagine, and this is a bit of a heavier topic that there are, There are racial lines here, too, because the risks are substantially higher for a black kid with a gun.
1: Yeah, it would have to. I mean, so this is like regardless, right, regardless, you're going to get the one that looks so much like a toy. And then you have all these rules around when you can use it. So that's if. That's if it gets purchased, which also has its own set of filters. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that sit down talk you have to do when, when they start to drive as well.
0: Right. Yeah. No, just there's risks and this just feels (laughs) stupid. Like why, why does a four-year-old need to be playing with guns? Maybe Maybe I'm so out of touch, but maybe we
1: are, maybe we are four-year-old. I don't know, bro, because hand, eye, like, there's better ways there's better ways, but I don't know.
0: If you want hand-eye coordination? Just let the kid play video games. I'm saying those shooting is, ones. No, <laughs> it is proven that children who, oh, and and people, for a matter of uh, a matter of fact, who play video games for multiple hours per week have better hand-eye coordination, better reasoning skills, better problem solving skills. There is a huge gamut of benefits to playing video games, and it's crazy because I feel like it is something that is still largely looked down upon.
1: Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's
0: so beneficial in so many ways.
1: When when you peel off the the entry entry way of like video gaming to the world, right? Which is like not working, right? You know what I'm saying? You're playing games, yeah. not working. So you got that. Once you remove that shit, yeah. then it's like, what's the difference between that and sitting in a classroom? Like you're you're taking in information and then applying it for it's literally the exact same like exchange in that way, but it's actually more efficient.
0: Well, and I, I like the people who who be like, "Oh, I have I do puzzles with my child. That's how we, that's how we improve hand eye coordination and spatial reasoning and stuff like that." It's like, all right, you could do that way more efficient uh, efficiently by just letting him play video games. You yeah. can you you can cultivate the video games which he's allowed to play, but by letting them play video games, there are so many benefits. It's crazy, like not. And, you know, it's, this is like old man yells at kids on lawn, right? Mm-hmm. It's like every game is Mortal Kombat in, in old people's minds. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> you say game. And, yeah. Not what it is. Like games are are unique and weird experiences. Oh, my game. gosh. Chris,
1: the, the, the growth I see from, I let Rue play. He, 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 fun for him is learning. I didn't, I, maybe I socialized him very early on, but um, pandemic babies. And so, yeah. but the jump, the leap I see when he plays with his iPad from, cause he, he keeps it with me. So he gets back, he gets on his games. He's very familiar now with, you know what I mean? Before he had, I had a bunch of apps. He didn't know what to do with it. Took him sure. one go round. Now he knows which apps access, which thing again, not yet three. Mm-hmm. And he knows
0: how to buy children's size shoes.
1: I'm talking about <laughs> all the things uh, we have. We have six pairs coming tomorrow. And it's crazy that like, because some of the stuff still astonishes me. Because we we saw touchscreens. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. And we're back. I hope we keep that on. Because I did know, not well,
0: stop. I, no, I, that was all paused. So there. I God willing, that was all paused. So uh, yes, I have an. Uh, for those who aren't here, sitting with us, I have an electrician coming. And, uh, he was supposed to be here this morning. And as, as you would expect, he didn't show up this morning and, um, called immediately after Mario and I started recording. Yeah. Cause this is Cause real life is folks. The way things work. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got some time and, uh, yeah, no, it's like the benefits are crazy. I agree. We, I, and I, I, think that that stigma is going to subside as, you know, as our generation become the older the older people in that generation because like it's funny how i hear from like my friend's parents and stuff like that like oh you play v-? or even you know my my family's parent, the pe- the older people in my family's like oh you still play video games like yeah <laughs> i still play video games like my my generation our generation was the first generation that had video games their entire lives at home yeah it's yeah, it, just it makes sense, something right? we have and it's something that like i don't see a time where I won't be interested in it I can you know I can see a time when maybe like I'm not I'm not spending like you know double digit hours a month or whatever playing video games but I don't see a time when I won't be interested in it
1: it's like weird because I'm like the way I take that is like if we asked someone in their 60s like you still play cards right (laughs) (laughs) like yes
0: Yes. dominoes huh <laughs> you haven't grown out of dominoes yet <laughs> like what it's one fun. of those kids games <laughs> really weird bet you play go fish as well bet yeah no i mean there's it's never going to change like i I will be a uh, god willing i will be a 75 year old playing my playstation 8
1: <laughs> playstation 8 will be playing you my friend
0: yeah it's true it'll all be coming from our brain <laughs> creepy creepy stuff we have in the future um but yeah that's interesting the stigma stupid and we have a crazy week man this is such a fun week of football we've got starting on on christmas eve we have unbelievable first round college football matchups Number three, TCU. Number two, Michigan. Once again, the great state of Michigan, the great state of Michigan, but I don't believe this is the team that you're so interested in. Michigan, a seven and a half point favorite at Bavada. I'm with it. I ride with it. I ride with Bavada there. I
1: think the break is what's going to hurt TCU. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say they were hot, streaky in that sense, like to, but it helped. It helped that you you think you can beat them or you're running into a team that is really confident so that's what I mean by like they this break might slow them down because with Michigan and the way they play especially um in the secondary where they they you know for for the most part they can match up you know they matched up pretty well with Ohio State and we all consider Ohio State's receiving core at any given time one of the best in the country so TCU doesn't have that uh to carry over from the week before that chip or that confidence. So I think definitely two touchdown, two touchdown win for Michigan.
0: Yeah. The only, I think you're probably right. The only reason I have any hesitancy at all to jump fully on that is because, excuse me, this, this TCU offense has a lot of guys who are going to be pros. Mm, mm -hmm. Max Dugan is going to be a guy who, is a backup in the NFL for a very long time. He's just that's he's built like that. That's the guy you want. And Quinton Johnson might be the first receiver picked in the draft this year. He, the, you're talking about measurables that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. The ability to stretch the field at 64 220 and you know, show the contact balance and the agility and the route running that this guy has. They're they're special skills. And he's a tough matchup for any, he would be a tough matchup for an NFL cornerback right right now, let alone the Michigan's defensive backs.
1: No, that's real. That's real. That's real. And so you're hoping uh or what I think Michigan is is doing right now is scheming for that, which you can't out, you can't scheme against talent, right? Yeah. Like talent, especially at the college level, is gonna win. Uh but yeah, if 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 superhuman performances or you know, uh performances that say this is why I'm th- going to be this at the next level happen. The yeah, that that gets the win. So I won't argue with that at all. It's just will that happen across the board for everyone or most of the folks that are on TCU's offense? They're going to have to. So maybe
0: it's I think it comes down to does the Michigan running game click immediately? If they do, they can control the clock, they can they can control physicality and they probably win the game. But if not, and they let TCU get in rhythm offensively, throwing the ball, it's gonna be interesting. And I'm I'm so excited. Like all of these games are fun. Even the the new non-playoff game, the uh, the Alabama-Kansas State game is gonna be super fun. But yep. the one we're all looking forward to, number four Ohio State, number one Georgia in Georgia, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the Peach Bowl. This number has come down a little bit since last night. Now Georgia minus six and a half at Bovada.
1: Yeah, I don't see anyone beating Georgia. So aside from talking about this game specifically, it's Georgia team when you talk about pros or Sunday guys. <laughs> you know, it feels like that Alabama-esque with a little bit of a difference because it's not the Nick Saban version. It's like, we will run it up. We will do anything to, you know, make you feel like you can't run with us. And Ohio state has gaps and chinks in the armor. And, uh, I just hope, and I think that CJ Stroud will actually play pretty well, but I just don't think for four quarters, it's going to be, it's going to be anything that they can withhold from, uh, from Georgia.
0: Yeah, dominant offense for Georgia, 18th in passing, 17th in rushing, 11th points for. I mean, they can they can score the ball and they're they're dangerous because of how much they spread things around. I do think like I don't know. This is this is a hot take, but I don't think there's been mm. a college athlete who has annoyed me more than Stetson Bennett does since Grayson Allen. It's like <laughs> dude is like 35 years old. Like and you should be an adequate college quarterback. <laughs> Just chill. Like you don't have like you don't need to get so hype. The like chip chill, on the shoulder dude. Is so, you're, so big. Like you're okay. You're not great. You're you're okay. <laughs> and like you're like five years away from like a prostate exam and talking about AARP. <laughs> yes, and selling us
1: AARP as well. So no, I'm with you, man. I actually routinely discount. Stetson Bailey, in the whole Georgia uplifting, the whole Georgia mystique, you are actually like on the menu like chicken tenders. Like, of course, there's chicken tenders.
0: And like, all right. Oh, yeah. I said that was a hot take. I'll say this is a hot take. Mm -hmm. When I record Parlay later today, Ohio State line is going to be on the card. And let me tell you why. I think it's going to come down to the matchup of Keely Ringo versus Marvin Harrison jr. And I think this is the matchup where we learn that Ringo has been overrated the entire time. He had that huge return in the national championship game last year, put him on the map. They play that weird under man defense, which admittedly makes him look a little bit worse than, than he's actually played. But I, I don't think he had the big year people expected. I think he's living off of that CB one Hype because he was CB1 coming into the season because of that national championship game, like I said. and Marvin Harrison is the best skill position player in college football right now. Guy is an absolute freaking stud. If Harrison gets hot and I think he can abuse Ringo, they're going to score a lot of points. Oh, man. I don't no, man, it's,
1: it. hard to, it's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue that. when you When you put the microscope on the matchup, Truth be told, Chris, I'm taking Harrison Jr. over any DB. For sure. Any DB. So, and your critique of Ringo, I'm with that as well. Probably not, because there's some some folks, as I've been reading, there's some folks that are really on the side of overrated. Like, really, really. And I'm not so far, but I do think oversold is better than overrated. I think Mm -hmm. he does well. He's overhyped. Yeah, there we go. Yep, so you've got you've got like shiny object versus like actual like bra, uh, brass or 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 steel you know what i mean like it's coming
0: yeah absolutely this is pl- marvin harrison jr is absolute platinum
1: yes like talk, this, this,
0: this guy is unbelievable i i i believe he'd be the number one receiver if he was eligible this year i think he would be a top three pick in the draft if he was eligible this year yeah what he's going to do next year should be should be crazy I mean, he goes from 11 catches to 72. He goes from 139 yards to 1,100 yards, three touchdowns to 12. He is insanely talented. He is going to be the best receiver prospect we've had since, God, we're going to throw around some really big names. Like, we're going to throw around the Calvin Johnsons and the Randy Moss type prospects. He's, he's special. He's a game changer. He's, he's a physical freak he's everything you want any by all accounts a good human being yeah. like dude, is, dude is everything you want in a wide receiver prospect and it's a it's a bummer that he's going to be required to play another year of college football
1: yeah what I would look for as as we're, we're kind of getting away from the game but what I look for with him is like a pitch count in terms of shining moments, not like so much to keep them safe and to keep them to get through the year. But like, how good can you be? I think Ohio state does that really well with their guys that they know are pros. It's like, all sure. right, we got to put you in position to showcase that you're the absolute best. They do that offensive and deep offensively and defensively. Every time we saw it with the, with Bosa, we saw it with chase young and, and and moving him around Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson. We saw it with guys that like, we have to showcase like, because you have to play again. Oh, we're going to make it nice for you. So Yeah. His highlights or his, his year next year is going to be
0: special. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Be interested to see who that quarterback is next year. But uh, it's, it's going to be absolutely fun. And this game is going to be tremendous. A great test for both of them. That This, this is a game that, no joke, when it comes to the draft, each of their respective drafts, is a, the game we're going to be talking about. He absolutely. either showed up or did not show up versus the other player. And only one of them gets to win. That's real. That's real. And,
1: <laughs> man, look. Ringo already lost. To be honest, mm. if we're just talking about like uh, the ceiling of both guys as where they are, so it's really just about how many opportunities are maximized from Ohio State in.
0: You don't see this kind of physical matchup at the college level in terms of guys who are considered top prospects very often. You have a six four, two hundred and ten pound receiver who runs in the four fours, matched up against a six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pound corner who runs in the four threes like that's bananas it's so cool it's so cool man i love it yeah this is this is the game i'm looking forward to more than any other this weekend Eh, college or pro i absolutely can't wait i'm much more excited about this game than a potential national championship game too absolutely absolutely i think that's okay they're gonna have to
1: figure that out because this has happened a few times i think but yeah this is the game you're gonna not only look out for current you know, stars or who's going to be in the NFL next year. You're going to be looking at future stars who you can count on for the next couple of years. You're going to get the excitement. You're going to get the scoring. You're going to get the flying around. It's going to be a great game, man.
0: Well, and this theoretically wouldn't be a national championship game in the future because the, you know, the three and the four would be on the same side as the one Michigan would be on the other side when we jump to 12 teams. So yeah, no, these, these teams would not have to play, you know, this would not be what the situation is moving forward. Um. It's crazy that the, the, the expansion of the college football playoffs has taken this long. It's crazy that the college football playoffs in general, just to get to four teams, has taken as long as it has. But I'm excited for it to go to 12. It'll create more weird storylines. Like you know, Alabama should have a chance to play for the national championship. Um, Kansas State should probably have a chance to play for a national championship. Utah should have a chance to play for a national championship. Like Those are teams that if they get hot, they can beat people. And they're not getting that opportunity. Now, six and seven is weird because you have Clemson going up against Tennessee and both of their teams are without their starting quarterback going into the year. DJ U- uh, Uyunglele is transferring to Oregon State. And obviously Hendon Hooker got hurt earlier in the season for Tennessee. So that's a weird matchup. Neither of those teams probably could win a championship in the, the current setup. But there are, there are more than four teams that can win the championship. And we're finally going to get that opportunity in, I guess, 2024 or 2025.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, it's exciting. Like you said, it's it's long time coming, but it is exciting that it's finally coming around and we're going to see teams like, I mean, I mean do you, do you Even care UIC, about Bama? Man. You, Even I, know.
0: I know. I care about Bama because I want to watch Bryce Young play football. That's real. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's fine. I mean, they, yeah, they're a little bit overrated going into the year. That receiver core is not what perhaps we thought that group of wide receivers was, but. There is, you know, I won't, it it seems like a disservice for football fans to not have the opportunity to watch Will Anderson and to not watch Bryce Young compete for a national championship because those are guys who certainly are amongst the best players in the college football world.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think they both had kind of weird years. I agree. I'm just, I think maybe that's why I'm like, eh for them. You know what I mean? Because plus, it go ahead. plus Alabama has Kool-Aid McKinstry, the best name in college football,
1: <laughs> the best name. In co- and when he was a high school prospect, it was even better in that. He's now he's finding success, but yeah, I guess i i I think I'm now irrationally biased against Bama, which I wasn't before. This isn't like some carryover. So well,
0: it's just kind of a different Alabama team because we're used to that stacked wide receiver room. And that's not really what they have. Um, Jacory Brooks led the team in yards this year with like six hundred. And then like Jermaine Burton, Jamar Gibbs, the do-it-all running back, was in there, Cam Latu was in there. They don't have they don't have a Jalen Waddle. they don't have a Jerry Judy, they don't have a Devontae Smith, they don't have a Henry Ruggs. We thought that Jermaine Burton and um and Trayshon Holden could potentially become those guys. Or pardon, Tyler Harrell could potentially become those guys. It just didn't happen. It's just you know, they were a little bit overrated coming in. Bryce Young had a little bit of a weird down year because they did run the ball a little bit more than they have in the past, Ran the ball more than they threw the ball this year. Bryce Young goes from deep into the fours in, in passing yards, 4,800 yards passing last year and 47 scores to three thousand and twenty seven. in 27. Mm, mm. But I mean, he lost weapons. The offensive line is is different. You lose Evan Neal and those guys. makes sense it makes sense it makes and 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 for his sake for speaking specifically to Bryce Young
1: his tape didn't really change in that sense so you know
0: okay you know as far as the stats go yeah he would still be my number one pick if if it came to it today I think just I don't think he's the best player in college football I think potentially Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter are better football players but the value Mm -hmm. of quarterback versus any other position is so high I would think Bryce Young would be my guy I'm not worried about the fact that he's 5'10". Nope, He's nope. Still, he still got five inches on Kyler. Exactly. Still dunking on Kyler. Uh, let's turn our attentions to the National Football League. Mario, the Arizona Cardinals, led by question mark, question mark, Trace McSorley, question mark, maybe Colt McCoy, <laughs> question mark. Uh, head to Atlanta, take on the Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons, and bavada has got the Falcons minus three at home. Gotta go Falcons here. I think protecting
1: Ritter so far, the Falcons are in a place where they can do no wrong in the sense that you try whatever you have. You're not imploding. You just don't have much. Uh, yeah. And so going against this Cardinals team, I think that maintaining what they've done uh, gets you, get you a win. So I think they, they, they went by at least three.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to let Ritter do a little bit more each and every week. Didn't, didn't attack down the field much last week. I think his, his long pass was, was only something like 26 yards. Uh, and, and, if I remember right, that was, that, that was a a pass to Tyler Algier and it wasn't even like go attacking downfield. It just happened to go for 26. Yep. Ritter, 66% of his uh, passes completed last year, uh, last week, game manager two two twenty ish on the ground, no scores or anything like that. But yeah, they, they want to see what they have. They've got Ritter. They've got uh Tyler Algier. They've got Drake London. Unfortunately, Kyle Pitts is not in the lineup, but let the young guys play, see what happens. And, uh, there's no there's no real ramifications for losing. to so just yeah. play loose. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. and I, and and I like that if we're talking about any uh, any team in the NFL that can do that, we talked a little bit about that with the Texans a couple of weeks back. I think the Falcons are actually a little, a little bit more poised to maximize playing loose and nothing to lose.
0: For sure, cuz who the hell knows what's going to happen with that team next year. Exactly. The Carolina Panthers, led by, as we all expected, Sam Darnold, head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Bavada's got the Bucs minus three and a half.
1: So before I talk about the Buccaneers, this is around the time that Sam Darnold's um, redemption play starts to level out. Now it becomes expectation. And for whatever reason, he doesn't meet that and I say for whatever reason cuz I haven't done a deep dive maybe because I like them still.
0: <laughs> so too, you know I've always been on Darnold.
1: Cup. You have, you have and I rock with that. So I think that alone gives the Buccaneers uh that that minus 3 hitting that that line, but also I think the Bucs know what's at stake and they have to continue to win and they have a general that does that. Uh, I use the word general, man. Wow, what a cliché, but
0: Yeah, well, he's older than most.
1: but um but yeah it's 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 that time it's that time in tampa and they're finding i mean you know finding ways to win is all that's that's left with with two games left so they'll do that
0: what happened last week man what happened lions lose by a couple of scores to the panthers and effectively and well i know they're not out of the playoffs but but they uh putting putting a real damper on their playoff hopes it it was that thing where you don't, you you couldn't you couldn't
1: you couldn't scheme yourself out of your own misery defensively.
0: You really couldn't. could not also couldn't run the ball to give your fucking life exactly.
1: And those two things. And the and the and the thing about it with the defensive side is that they were running the ball well. <laughs> like you couldn't you couldn't get yourself together with the run defense. So you can't run. They run. They're eating up the clock. They're chunking you down. This was a recipe for disaster, and disaster struck. Uh, we didn't look like the worst team which i was okay with it's just you have Hybrid. to win i know right
0: uh, always troubling when you're out rushed by 285 yards in a game and any at any level probably not <laughs> probably not giving yourself a great chance to win exactly so i get kudos to the
1: panthers and them being ready to play and sticking to it man they didn't change it up when they saw success with the run game they did not switch it up which i was hoping they would do in the second half
0: what, uh, what's going on with Jameson Williams? It just doesn't look like he's involved at all, even though Goff throws for 330 yards.
1: I don't think, and this is not like, don't, let's not run this into the ground, this type of thing. I just don't think naturally he's an offensive scheme grasper in that sense.
0: Oh, he does not strike me as an intelligent man.
1: <laughs> uh, so, you know, Ben Johnson does a lot of great things. But you have to know what Ben Johnson wants to do to be able to 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 move at, at a fast pace. Take someone like Amon Ross St. Brown, who's very, very with it in terms of yeah. football knowledge. And it took him half his rookie year to 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 you know really start to to blossom. So like that's what I see as a, as a kid that one naturally isn't gonna gravitate towards taking the play calling in and then the scheme in, and two yeah. really being rusty.
0: So Goff is probably going to throw for about 4,400 yards and 30 touchdowns. Is he the Lions opening day starting quarterback next year?
1: Well, the thing about it is that the Rams have something to do with this damn question because when it takes you out of the opportunity to get, I can't use the word generational, but uh, franchise shifting or at least starting quarterback. Yeah. Then, yeah, you you, you don't, you, you don't sabotage yourself by foreseeing a guy that threw for 4,000 plus yards making you a bottom dweller. You just don't and, do that.
0: And a four-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. Exactly.
1: Like, you don't do that, no matter how you felt about the year prior or whatever the hell. So,
0: yeah, it,
1: it, with the Rams continuing to win football games, I think that puts golf, safely puts golf as the starter for week one next year.
0: Lions currently hold the number seven pick, uh, courtesy of the Rams, and the number 18 pick via their own selection. So yeah, seven is a bad spot because you're probably when it's all said and done, all t- three of the top quarterbacks are off the board. And that's a great thing because then you're not in that Levi. <laughs> sweepstakes. Oh, He'll be, yeah, he'll be gone. The, we'll leave the sweepstakes. Leave yeah. The that, that is, that is troubling. I just, uh, uh, yeah. and, but I mean, then you're like, Oh, are they going to gamble on Anthony Richardson? And uh, that one would worry me. Cause that, I've never seen a completion percentage, and including Josh Allen, by the way, Josh Allen, I believe, was a fifty-six percent completion percentage guy. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson's a fifty-three. And here's the thing about Josh Allen in that Wyoming offense is that,
1: you know, upon further inspection, and, we're, and we, this is not hindsight bias at all. Like, no, it was com- accuracy concerns with Josh Allen for sure. Right? But the the offense didn't call Wyoming's offense, and still to this day doesn't call for that right. Um, So with Josh Allen's skill set, he had no reason to get better at it uh, until he had to. And he just miraculously did. Anthony Richardson needs to be accurate right now and is not. And I just don't see it. Um, And that would concern me because guess what else he's going to do in the league? He's going to flash just like he flashes at Florida. And that's a bad thing when you're a backup quarterback if you're taking third rounder up.
0: Yeah, well he's not gonna he's Anthony Richardson will end up being a first round pick. And <sighs> it's good luck to whoever takes him. Uh, you know, obviously the physical tools are there, but in three seasons, and granted two seasons of very small sample sizes in 2020 and 2021, has never thrown for sixty percent completion percentage in a season. That would terrify me. His his mechanics are not good. Uh and yeah, for those people who want to compare him to Josh Allen, it took one of the most evolutionary leaps in, in skill development that we've ever seen in the NFL for Josh Allen to become who Josh Allen is. And let's not, let's
1: not take for granted the fact that Buffalo out of all the places was the perfect landing spot for that because for you sure. had two years to play snow. Like, you know what we call it, pick them up, mess them up. We are just running around. Wow. So yeah. he, he got to, he wasn't accurate year one. No, <laughs> He wasn't. You know, and in, in halfway through year two, but he's making plays. He's building confidence with his teammates, so that you have the time to establish this this groundbreaking leap. Anthony, Anthony Richardson, I don't think he's gonna. How do you strike gold with that? Even the location where you land in the organization twice, I don't think it's possible.
0: Yeah, no, I was uh, I was very concerned about Josh Allen that first year. First year, you know, it took it took year three to crack sixty percent, and the <laughs> guy like. He's 52.8% completion percentage, 10, uh, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions his, his rookie year in 2018, in 12 games. 16 games, 2019, 58.8, 3,000 yards, 20 and, uh, and 9 picks. Then you have a leap like we've never seen. Yeah. Goes all the way up to 69%, and he picks up 11 points in completion percentage. And this is not like... This is not small sample size in 2019. He was the starting quarterback for all 16 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, 29, 2020 picks up 11 points in completion percentage, 1,500 yards in passing yards, 17 touchdowns, and his touchdown to interception jumps to 3.7 to 1 from basically 2.1 to 1. Just like an evolutionary skill development leap. It's crazy. It doesn't happen. He cannot. You cannot pick a player... And say, oh well, Josh Allen did it.
1: You can't do it. It's crazy. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's a, it's if that's on any GM's uh, grading for or notes for Anthony Richardson to say like just put him put him through the Josh Allen plan. Yeah, fire him. Fire him. Not happening. Not
0: it's like happening. picking. It's like picking like an unathletic wing in college basketball and being like, well, Luca's Luca's the MVP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spot the hell on. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nikola Jokic can't jump. Like no, like these are two of the most uniquely talented human beings that this this game has ever seen. You Absolutely. can't you can't count on this. It's it's crazy. Uh, but Anthony Richardson will get somebody fired. Yes, the Chicago Bears head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions, still clinging on to that those uh, slim playoff hopes. Bavada's got the Lions minus six at home.
1: Yeah, definitely feel good about this game as a Lions fan, though the Bears. They, as as much as the 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 cities behind parts mm-hmm. of them, they are not actually in a good place. You know, no. <laughs> aside from the hype of their their star quarterback, they're not in a good place. And we still are, but despite, you know, come, take it put it this way. We're coming off of a loss that was an expected win throughout a win streak. That's the downside of what we're talking about coming into the game with and the Bears are three and twelve. So the Lions are in a good place to beat this Bears team. Much more structure, and uh, they hit eight wins. I mean, cue the applause.
0: Yeah, crazy. Um, Also, a little crazy that they're not shutting down Justin Fields. Like, why don't? What is the incentive to letting him play in this game? You're not making the playoffs. Any win hurts your draft position. This guy, his strength is that he runs the football. If he does that, he risks further injury. I don't get why he's playing it 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 seems bananas to me I mean good on trying to win and I guess if I had Nate Peterman as my other option I wouldn't want to watch him (laughs) play football either but just bananas that they're they're letting Justin Fields suit up for this game
1: yeah yeah I saw this coming and we talked about it a little bit you and I maybe four weeks ago when it really started to become this thing with Justin Fields and he started to step into this, like I'm ready to play at any given notice when like you're clearly hurt. I'm like, if someone inside doesn't shut this down and they have two, two ways to go. One, do the right thing two, let Justin dictate this because you all want to feel good about a down season. And I think the latter is happening. Right.
0: The Cleveland Browns head to Washington to take on Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. Bavada has the Commanders minus two of them. You just can't get rid of Wentz. You
1: meaning the nation, like we can't. We we, we will live with Carson Wentz. He's always going to make a cameo. The Browns win because
0: they're playing Carson Wentz. I made this argument the the other night. I I I think it would be very tough to legitimately argue that there are thirty two quarterbacks more more deserving to be starting quarterbacks in the national football league than Carson Wentz. What do you get from like, he always puts up good numbers minus that weird 2020 season in Philadelphia where, where he got his feelings hurt. Um, he always puts up good numbers. He just, you have to know what you're going to get from him. And that is just a weird turnover every single game. Just a weird one. It might be a fumble where he's not paying attention. It might be, a ball he tries to fit in a window that closed hours before that, but <laughs> he but he's he puts up numbers. He's I guess the biggest knock against Carson Wentz, and and maybe the reason that he is not playing in the National Football League in four years or five years, despite probably still being one of the fifty best quarterbacks in the world. He's not a guy people rally behind, and yeah. He's not a guy. He he doesn't make sense as a backup quarterback. That's the thing. You're gonna have. He's
1: very talented. Maintain that talent through through injury. I think by osmosis internally, he's like I can do anything.
0: <laughs> oh, Seriously, yeah, no, he, and he, I say he gained that, confidence over those first couple of years in Philadelphia. Exactly, sure.
1: you gain confidence in in a weird way, and in and I think. The thing that it, it's different. It's different with quarterbacks than any other position when you're coming back from something crucial like ACLs and things like that is like you still have to find a way to not make it about you. Whereas like if you're a running back, like you get to work with that aggression of like, I came back from this knee injury. out As a quarterback, you got to settle that shit down. And I don't think Carson has that other inner monologue.
0: No. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe if he in the next couple of years he accepts that his role will be backup for somebody, then that changes his mindset. But yeah, it's just, if he's not your starter, you don't want him on your football team. It's just, that's just, he doesn't serve you any benefit at this point. And also Deshaun Watson's
1: not that good anymore.
0: Well, this was not, what we learned was this was not the year to trade three first round picks for a quarterback. If you were any team in the national football league. Exactly. It was It great. went real bad. Like, up next are the Denver Broncos and <laughs> Russell Wilson, who the Broncos gave up two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, three players, and $150 million guaranteed for, are playing the Chiefs in a game in the beginning of the season. We thought, hey, maybe they're playing for the division. This is the best division in football. Broncos are 12 and a half point underdogs at Bavada, and it might not be enough. I'm so sick of the damn Broncos, bro. I'm so sick of them.
1: I mean, Hackett was the, one of the worst hires. We're going to talk about this for, for years to come unless yeah, more craziness happen- happens. Uh, and I think that contributes to this quarterback thing. You know, the performance that Russell Wilson is putting on looks bad, but all the things surrounding it make it look worse than it actually is. I'll rock with Jerry Judy coming to his defense. But man, this team...
0: After kind of shitting on him early in the season.
1: Right, 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 right. So some... <laughs> I think you just learn like there's levels to like sorriness and as a receiver yeah. you got to like be cool with the guy throwing you the ball. But... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but going against the Chiefs, man, I could... We could have threw a number against the wall, any two numbers against the wall and that would be a cool little... uh, Cool little line for the Chiefs. Any, two, any, two,
0: digit, digit, any digit, two digits. Any two digits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. I'll tell you what. Like to me, Russ seems to have lost a couple of steps athletically. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was, we have this idea that like Russell Wilson's like this crazy elite pocket passer, but he's never, ever, ever been that he's thrown for 4,000 yards four times in his career. That's not what he was. That Seattle offense was a run based offense. And and you Mm -hmm. let Russell work off that. Suddenly he comes to Denver with these expectations that he's going to be this elite passer. He loses a little bit of athleticism, which takes away his escapability, And you know, that's sort of just like, make shit up on the fly mentality that he played with very often in Seattle. And now when he's forced to be in the pocket or forced into a position where he has a defender bearing down on him that he can't elude where he could have in past years, he makes bad decisions with the football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's getting older. And by proxy, you either get better or worse and he's getting worse and great point. Like we we lost the plot when it comes to what Russell meant to that Seattle team in its great defense, strong run game, like name the receivers again. You know what I mean? Like Tyler the, Lockett, Endless. you know, it, you know, even,
0: even um, before that, uh, Baldwin, you know, Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Doug Baldwin. The, well, and, and what are they? Those are like hyper intelligent receivers. Exactly. So you're talking
1: about guys that were on the same page when those plays broke down or you have specifically orchestrated plays where you're getting your quarterback outside the pocket. You find a soft spot and Russell could make those plays. He's like you said, he's never been in the pocket delivering darts. Never
0: been. And for anybody who's listening to this and screaming at me right now, I know DK Metcalf was on that team for the last two years. Chill the fuck out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on, come on. And that's also a different thing because I've always felt a way about DK Metcalf, even though he's very talented and all that. He's not
0: a, he's not an offense changer. In that no, sense, he's so. he's a one route receiver. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it is what it is. And there's value in it. There's a ton of value in it. Like we talked about the physical freak matchup at Ohio State and Georgia. Well, there's no probably no more physical freaking on the offensive side in the National Football League than DK. You can't match up with him if he wants to run a go. If you, you can't stop him, but ask him to like run precise routes over the middle of the field, and we see that there's there's very big problems there. Yeah, he's not going to help you in a lot of ways. And that
1: uh, the only reason why we're mentioning this, because he's catching strays a little bit, is that there's that wasn't what Seattle was. So thank you for like bringing that up. Like that's not what Seattle was with or
0: without DK. Even Russell Wilson looks sad in his picture on ESPN. Like he, it's like, it's like he knew what was about to happen. (sighs) Yeah. Sorry, Russ, man. I mean, it is Um, what it is. I don't feel sorry. I think you're kind of an asshole. There we go. Like I don't feel like anybody who's like, if you need to talk to me, you reach out to my manager. I love that. I don't love it, but I, I think it's funny. Make so I love it. Here, the uh, Nick Foles and the Indianapolis Colts head to New York, to take on the New York football giants playing for a playoff spot in their own right. The giants minus six at Bovada. Yeah. Can't shake Nick Foles either. You know, no, you, you can shake good Nick Foles though, because it only exists in Philadelphia only it's it's actually
1: pretty cool that's pretty cool too so like doug peterson where are you is when nick fall he probably holds that a picture of doug peterson at night um giants i think not easily but giants control this game the colts don't have it end of the year give me the giants here to, to win to, yeah definitely win by at least nine
0: yeah well st nick did a couple of things in philadelphia that literally got him into the hall of fame with the seven touchdown game and the and that that super bowl that he played in but Gets the start last week, 17-29, to 29, no touchdowns, three interceptions, 4.9 yards per pass. Just bad. Welcome Just back. real man. bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, this is a team that is probably going to have a new starting quarterback next year, I would guess. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm interested in this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars head to Houston, take on the Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus four. My question to you, sir, do we kind of believe in the Texans at this point. Like the last 3 weeks they won and then they played the Cowboys and the Chiefs super tight. I think you mentioned it we, and then we we talked about it with the Falcons and
1: I'm having a hard time believing that playing loose and with nothing to lose is bringing out the best in this Texans team, but it is it really is and the reason why I'm going to wait one more week is because the level at which they're playing should beat the Jaguars, who are also on the rise and trending upward, but they're not a we beat the Texans because we're playing the Texans type of team just yet. And so yeah. if the Texans are playing outside of themselves, they should win. They won't. I just don't think they will. And if they, if they prove me wrong, then I'll have one week to eat crow about
0: the Texans, and I can live with that. And that game will more likely than not be against Nick Foles and the Colts. <laughs> so I win either way. Yeah, and the world somehow loses. The Miami Dolphins, with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, another two-a concussion, got to start having serious conversations about that at this point, mm-hmm. are heading to New England to take on the New England Patriots, Bavada has the Patriots minus two and a half.
1: Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater had a lot to say about him being ready, and I like Teddy Bridgewater, but... He's reaching that point where it's like oh you are talking to yourself mm. <laughs> anyways give me the Patriots who also are a mess all across the board uh but without without the Dolphins consistent offense um they miss out on a lot of what they can do even against this Patriots team so the home field is gonna gonna go with me and uh, I think the Patriots win by uh Lisa Philgo
0: like at this point the conversations around Tua are is he gonna play football again or should he play football again and it's Unfortunately, it just seems like he's one of those people who is more prone to concussions than other people. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrifying thing, man. That is a terrifying thing. I uh, read, uh, read some comments from his brother, Tulia Tonga vailoa who said basically like, yeah, you know, he's going to take some time. We're going to prey on it. And at the end of the day, I think it's going to be hard to stop him from playing football. But mm. football is going to stop him from playing football after another concussion or two.
1: This is the thing, and, and this is what was um was brought up early on in the in the CTE debate and and it it felt like derailing mm. um was that the the fact, the science fact that the brain is a muscle, like we kind of have to add that back into it. Where when you talk about some folks that are more predisposed for whatever reasons, and we're not gonna go like, yeah, like once you have one or you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna reaggravate some people's hamstrings once you get to that level, some people's knees, once you get to that level. It's there. It's chronic. Yeah. And I think he's he's one of those guys. His his brain is not responding well to the trauma and it doesn't rebuild to maybe some other guys who and this is why CTE is so hard to, to nail down, is because now too is gonna be a case of well, we saw it. <laughs> we saw yeah. it and we have to stop him. So man, I really hope that despite the love of the game and I and I hope that he's been very wise with his money so that it's not about money, but like just be wise about it, man, because we saw the worst of what concussions can do to you on live TV. So just because we're not at that point anymore doesn't mean that we should. It doesn't mean we
0: can't you. be very soon. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, come on. bro. And I know, you know, it's incredibly hard when you're in when you're that young and you're given this opportunity, or have this positions to be incredibly famous and make millions and millions of dollars. But like, and it's easy for me to say this, but none of that shit matters if you don't know the names of your family when you're 40.
1: Man, like that's the thing. We we because of how the league and sports works with shelf life and age, it's like there's a lot of life to live after 40, bro. So <laughs> I know it feels like a long way away or whatever, but you don't want that to be the poorest quality of your life when you're done playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, that that rookie contracts guaranteed, he's gonna he's gonna make a bunch of money regardless. I'm looking to see what exactly what the, uh, the salary is. So to assigned a four year, $30 million contract as a rookie. Uh, plus there's that fifth year option, which obviously wouldn't be picked up in a worst case scenario, but you can, you could do worse than $30 million, uh, to, to kickstart your life basically as a 26 year old, you could do worse. So like, Please, and he gets a job immediately. He's on TV immediately. Come
1: on, yes, because he, no one hates you. Like it's, no, he's he's a smart guy. Yeah, so I hope somebody is that that rocks with too heavy is listening to this. Take this, take make him reread the numbers yeah. so that he knows he's good.
0: Yeah, bank accounts there, dude. You're, uh, <laughs> I, I know it's, I I want to play a game too about like. Sometimes it's just not worth it. And again, it's it's much easier for me to say that, not having to actually make that decision. The New Orleans Saints head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bavada has the Eagles minus six and a half at home.
1: Love y'all. Love y'all. The Saints are, again, going through, finally admitting, going through another rebuild or not finished or whatever it is. I
0: wish they would, but they won two in a row because they're jerks,
1: much like the Rams.
0: Much like the
1: Rams, which... This only happens because of us. This is the 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 you know um, main character syndrome that I'm suffering with when it comes to the sports world, and you you
0: must be a part of it. But Eagles win. I love you all. Eagles win. Yeah, needed the Browns to take care of business at First Energy last week, and you get fifteen to thirty one and an interception from Deshaun Watson <sighs> on the way to 135 yards passing. Meanwhile, so Andy Andy Dalton the the Saints threw for 92 yards and they won. I can't deal. I can't deal with stuff like that. I can't deal. Like ninety-two yards. They had a hundred, two hundred and forty-four yards of total offense, and they won. Shouldn't happen. Should not. Shouldn't Indeed. happen. Indeed. 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 Uh The New York Football Jets head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has the Seahawks plus one and a half at home. Wow, it's hard. It's hard for me
1: because the Seahawks should win this game.
0: Yeah, they
1: definitely yeah. should. And I don't know what Bavada knows that I don't, but I think I'm going to trust them here because I also don't hate the Jets, even though the Seahawks, again, I should say should win this game. So give me the Jets here uh, to, to meet that. I mean, if they win though, if the Jets win, they win big.
0: Yeah. So I, it's going to be tough for the Jets to win big just because of what that offense is right now. Obviously bench Zach Wilson last week and, I, what I can only imagine was Zach Wilson's last passes in New York jet for fourth string quarterback to start the year, Chris Treveller, They'll go back to Mike white this week and try and find out if Mike white is a, a capable option to be a starting quarterback next year. This team is a disaster. Although I will tell you, they're going to be a very interesting landing spot for the top quarterbacks available, be it Garoppolo, Derek Carr, or whomever this offseason.
1: Man, they're in. They, they are. It's crazy. Like, in the same breath that they are a disaster in the moment, they are very, very enticing outside of, you know, how they're finishing this season, which goes to show how poorly Zach Wilson has played and how I think the rest of the squad, how well managed the rest of the squad is. I like the Derek Carr thing. Oh, to for a, me, to I,
0: I would be Garoppolo for me 100%. I wish I, with Garoppolo you, in the sense that it's safer, I think. But you can squint. You can squint and see like, okay, Garoppolo did this with the 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. This is the fourth best points against defense in the NFL um, that, that the Jets have. Like, You can see Garoppolo pushing him into the playoffs, especially. Sure. Like, Garoppolo bet on himself, and it's going to pay off in a huge fucking way because he's putting himself in a position right now where he can come back and potentially lead the 49ers into like the second or third round of the playoffs to a like deep playoff run, potentially even Super Bowl run. And how many first of all, if you're the 49ers, it's such a weird position to be in. Yeah. How many times, how many times can you shun this guy when he leads you deep into the playoffs? And second of all, like we see that what Garoppolo is. We see what he's capable of. He is Garoppolo. Garoppolo is the best, most capable, and I don't say this is an insult game manager quarterback football has yes you put you put him on a good team with a good defense and a good infrastructure and he will lead you he will capably lead you deep into the playoffs
1: yeah i'm with you i'm with you this is why i went car first because yes all this true the best i would say probably one of the best game managers we've ever seen like borderline makes you think he's not a game manager, but just a bottom tier elite guy. But right, agreed. That's uh, very well said too. Is like Derek Carr right now is not in that game manager, uh, category. Even though, <laughs> even though, like lately, it be probably be- behoove him to be in a situation where he's not called to make the the game changing throw. I think that maybe change of scenery, change of voice additional you know change of, of scheme
0: just say what it is getting away from Josh McDaniels
1: there we go man and and so that excites me about what the Jets have not so much about car but what excites me about what the Jets have and what car can do for the next two or three years but with that it's just two or three years where I think Garoppolo can give you five
0: no I've always been a car look Derek Carr threw for almost 5,000 yards last year almost 5,000 yards on a team pre Devontae Adams where basically Hunter Renfro was his number one option I think Derek Carr is a legit upside high high-end quarterback in the NFL. He's only 31. Okay. I'm I've been on the Derek Carr bandwagon for a very very long time. But Josh McDaniels ruins everything he touches. <laughs> Derek Carr last year through everything that Vegas went through was the steadying force, started all 17 games, threw the ball the most in his career. Threw for 4,800 yards, 23 scores, and that is down to 3,500 yards. His completion percentage, where he was aggressive last year, 68% completion percentage. Now it's a mess and it's 60%. Exactly.
1: It's like it's more insulting because, not exactly that it's an insult. His play isn't exactly an insult. It just feels insulting because of everything involved, meaning Josh McDaniel. So,
0: yeah. Tell you what, I could see Derek Carr as an option in Miami next year. See,
1: this is where I haven't taken, I haven't even given I haven't even given Miami a landing like a place in, like the, in the carousel. You
0: could have Miami and the Jets fighting over Derek Carr this offseason in that. AM. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun for my mind. That'd be fun. You know, he's the wrong just based upon recent history and how things have trended, he's the wrong kind of quarterback for Indy to gamble on because yes. they just haven't haven't been able to make that work, but I love Miami. I love the jets. Um, I don't know who else makes sense. I would be very happy if he stayed out of Washington, uh, <laughs> could potentially make sense for Carolina could make sense for Atlanta. If, uh, if they went that direction, New Orleans and went away, could, could make, well, okay. So the big question, the big question with new Orleans is, do you buy the rumors? Could Sean Payton be the, quarter, the head coach for New Orleans again next year? <laughs> and if that's the case, like, I'll take all the stock and all the futures on Derek Carr in New Orleans. I believe it. I be, oh, that's why I'm saying, I think, I think
1: Sean Payton, the f- cunning <laughs> guy that he is, is already on it, man. He's, oh,
0: already, he's already on he's already putting it. his staff together. Absolutely.
1: So you know he, he's eyeing up his quarterback. You know it.
0: Yeah, I could I could see that because uh, that that is the kind of quarterback who absolutely succeeds with Sean. Yes. Payton. So, <laughs> yes. no, I'm. I'll tell you what, we get Derek Carr and Sean Payton together. I'm saying five thousand yard season for Derek Carr next year.
1: I'm with it. I'm with it. We can hey and run this tape back. Maybe uh, yeah. comeback
0: player of the year. Yeah. Put all the money yeah. on Derek Carr for comeback player of the year. With yeah. that said, uh, that's going to apply to a lot of quarterbacks if they're they end up with that exactly. Sean exactly. <laughs> so. Let's let's just let's, let's see how it goes. The uh, there the San Francisco 49ers head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. It's, these things just work out. The has mm-hmm. got the Raiders plus ten. Yeah, Raiders
1: plus ten because Derek Carr's not playing. This one's simple.
0: <laughs> how it's, it's crazy. They're like, we're going to send him home so he's not a distraction. I get that, and and I don't even think this is used negatively. I think it is a
1: shot at him, but I think. What they're actually saying is that like people rock with Derek Carr and we can't yeah. deal with that while we're pitching them. Brock Purdy forward.
0: versus Jarrett Stidham this week. Oh, this is um, this is the Poinsettia Bowl. <laughs> this, is, this is yeah. It's it's yeah, exactly. It's like it, it, yeah, it, it's the it's like a B tier, B minus tier bowl game. <laughs> exactly. This is great, and you're like the highlight is
1: trying to see if either one of these quarterbacks is like will sneak into the fourth round or some shit.
0: And it turns out, actually, I think Stidum might have been a fourth-round pick, but Brock Purdy, obviously, <laughs> Mister Irrelevant. So, yeah, who's your pick here? Oh, yeah, big time Niners, big time. Ag- agreed. A Ten, probably not enough. The Los Angeles Rams head to uh, Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. <laughs> Bavada has the Chargers minus six and a half.
1: I have to pick the Chargers, ladies and gentlemen, for my own personal reasons. Even though it's kind of too late, go
0: Chargers. Even though you have to win if you're LA. The Minnesota Vikings head to Green Bay, take on the Green Bay Packers. Bavada continues the trend of the Vikings being underdogs week in, week out. (laughs) Packers minus three.
1: I like it because the Vikings have to fucking earn it,
0: man. Yeah, agreed.
1: They do. Now, because they're already cemented, I need the Vikings to win. So all my bias picks here at the end of the show, give me the Vikings here, Vikings money line.
0: Sunday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bovada has those Ravens minus two and a half at home. This is actually a coin flip to yeah. be honest. Uh, and my bias
1: coin always lands against the Steelers. So going Ravens here, even though they're going to have an interesting off season.
0: And finally the most exciting Monday night matchup that we've had in quite some time. This is going to be a good one. Both teams have a lot to play for still. The Buffalo Bills head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bavada has the Bengals 1 point home underdogs.
1: Man, I don't even care to pick a winner. This is going to be so good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is a good I'm football picking
0: the game. the over is what I'm picking. The
1: 49 I'm and picking half over. Over. Absolutely. Absolutely, but if I go with my heart over analytics and looking at these teams, which I'm going to do, man, this this Bengals team, they have to do what they have to do to establish the confidence to make this run, this running back tour. And even though the Bills are the better team, I think the Bengals find a way to win in front of their home crowd. So give me Bengals here.
0: January Joe. All right. That is going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL show. From Mario Hines, I'm Chris Horvidell. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And we'll see you in 2023.